Hey, video game fans, I'm Ben Bertoli. And I'm Push Dustin. And this is Memory Card Season 3. Three! <laughs> so, Push, you were really busy there at the end of Season 2. How's everything going? So a lot had happened to me in the last month of uh, Season 2. I um, got married. Nice. I moved. And I also fell into a quarry. <laughs> I... <laughs> so... Sorry, I shouldn't be laughing at that. But I, you know, the fact that you're here talking means that you're okay. Yeah. You had to get some stitches in your leg, though, right? Yeah, I had um, seven stitches. It took about like three weeks for it to get healed properly. Wow. I was limping for a while. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Once again, I feel like I shouldn't be laughing, but just so happy that you're okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy to be alive. <laughs> we're happy that you're still alive everything's changing but memory card is still here Woo. we do have some exciting news to announce if you didn't see on twitter we've added a new section to the memory card website that is called save files and it's essentially like a little archive of facts and pictures and videos based around the different episodes that we've done and people who are part of our patreon get to see that stuff early so like um i had this paper mario cart when i was a kid uh-huh, for the 64? Yeah, yeah, for the 64, and I, I lost it. Um, It had a save file with all the stars and badges and all the partners and everything. Yeah. Do you think it's in our save files? No, because it's, it's not like an actual save files. It's not actual game save files. It's just called that because the podcast is called Memory Card. Oh, um, well, I had the Money Money badge, and it, it really took a long time. That's not how it works. I can't, like, pull it from an actual cartridge that you lost so many years ago fine you ready to get this episode done with heck yeah cue the music okay starting off season three Woo. we are going to have an episode that is focused on mascots and i don't mean mascots like Mega Man is the mascot of Capcom or Mario is the mascot of Nintendo. There goes all my <laughs> research. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I really should have uh, brought this up with you being my co-host. No, we're going to talk about mascots of like different food brands, mainly like snacks, drinks and fast mm -hmm. food. So we're going to begin with a very important question, which is what is your favorite snack, soda and fast food joint? Mm. So my favorite fast food joint is probably burger king okay as a family like we never really went to burger king all that often it was always like usually mcdonald's or, or wendy's and stuff like that so for me like burger king was more of like a treat i, I just like wearing the crown mm. and um the burgers being the king you know <laughs> <laughs> you like the burgers and the king aspect of burger king yeah and so so when they put them together i was just like yeah <laughs> for like drinks i used to be really into sierra mist into like point where it's like unhealthy so i have cut that out of my life and it helps that japan doesn't have sierra mist i don't really drink soda anymore actually oh okay for snacks when i was a kid i was really into cheetos oh cheetos are good they're so messy that's one of my wife's favorite snacks and i just i can never get into it because it's just always a horrible mess it was never good to like game and eat cheetos at the same time because your fingers <laughs> like your controllers would just turn orange Speaking of cheesy things, I feel like my favorite snack is uh, they have these new Cheez-Its that are extra toasty Cheez-Its. They're almost like burnt a little bit. They're really, really good. 
and I feel like a lot of people have been avoiding them because they don't know what they are, but that just means there's more on the shelf for me. Mm. And then my favorite pop, you know, I didn't grow up drinking a lot of pop. It's kind of the opposite for me. I've become more of a pop drinker as time has gone on. My favorite currently is a vanilla Coke. Okay. Vanilla Coke is good. And then I'm a big fan of uh, Arby's and all of their different meats. Oh, okay. For me, like, I, I always have the image that Arby's was, like, for old men. Yeah, you know, I, I never really went there that much as a kid, but the, as an adult, it's kind of become, like, a guilty pleasure for me to go get, like, a big roast beef sandwich. Mm-hmm. Do you know what the Arby's logo is? Is it, like, a house or something? It's something red. It's, it's a hat. Yeah. But... Until I was like an adult, I thought it was a fish jumping out of water <laughs> because <laughs> nobody told me, nobody told me. And then, you know, I got made fun of mercilessly, but I can't not see a fish jumping out of yeah. water. It doesn't make any sense because why would you have a roast beef place that serves fish? But still, who, uh, who bullied you on it? Was it the Arby's employee? No, I'm pretty sure it was my <laughs> wife. She, oh, okay. She's the only one who finds out my terrible secrets that, you know, that never come up in, in real life. And then she's, you know, astounded mm-hmm. that I could have made it this far in life without knowing about the Arby's hat. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So push, you're going to start us off. What's your first food mascot tie in game? Okay. So this one wasn't on our original list. So it's, it's a secret and I'm going to okay. just uh, change the quote a little bit. So it hides the secret, but I want you to, to guess what food mascot said this. Okay. My robot servant is going to show you how to prepare the food. Robots should never make it. What a ludicrous thought that is. Robots are just stupid pieces of dumb metal without any souls or mouths. I demand a human judge in my kitchen. (laughs) This is the hard way, after all. This is a mascot who said this? Yes, it was a mascot in a a video game that you can can play. Toucan Sam. (laughs) Nope. Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> no. Oh wait, he's not a mascot. Yeah, he's not a mascot. Um, give <laughs> me a like person. a give me a hint as to what This is the hard way after all. <laughs> That's my hint. Uh Fred Flintstone. No. Nope. Because rocks are hard. The the game is actually called the hard way. Is it Ronald McDonald? No. Oh my gosh. The Taco Bell dog. No. Uh I, I think you've expired all your guesses. Yeah, I think that's it. Alright, tell me. Okay, so I'm going to reread the quote, uh, this time with the food and stuff inside of it. Okay. My robot servant is going to show you how to bread the chicken. Robots should never make the chicken. Is it KFC? It is KFC. (laughs) Oh my god, that was the colonel, right? Yeah, that was the colonel. Uh, They um, developed a VR game, just like very recently. And it's for training purposes. Mm -hmm. So it teaches people how to your chicken in the game you're you're in a, trapped in this room with a portrait of the the colonel and he is like speaking to you kind of like a have you ever played portal 2 yes so it's a lot like um who's the um the president of of the company i think it's cave johnson yeah it, it's it's very much in that vein where he it's it's that kind of humor humor <laughs> I didn't see that one coming. I know KFC has had some video game tie-ins in the past, but I, I didn't know that they were getting into the realm of virtual reality. Yeah, and it's for train purposes, so that means that they're trying to hook these up into their stores and train people how to make chicken using VR. I guess that might work. <laughs> so um, that's the third game that was made by KFC, but they've actually made two other games. Oh, okay. So is this your official first uh, entry here? Yeah, so the, the first one that they made was an 8-bit game called Colonel Quest. 
and it was released in 2015, and it was released online. Mm -hmm. And it was a two-button game, so you had like an, uh, two actions, and it changed it uh, per game. And it was supposed to teach you the life of Colonel Sanders. Really? Yep. So the first game had players run away from school. <laughs> like they had to dodge teachers and jump over desks and stuff like that. There's uh, another level where they have to have a fist fight in a courtroom. <laughs> and KFC and, put this out? Yeah, in 2015. Yep. Wow. They're promoting this. There's a shootout at a gas station in one level. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure that Colonel Sanders, there's something about arson in his past. I can't remember <laughs> if he got arsoned or if he was the person doing it. But yeah, that's intense. And then the the last game that they released, or the one that's probably the most uh, famous, is I Love You, Colonel Sanders, a finger-licking good dating simulator. <laughs> and are you dating Colonel Sanders in that one? You, you try to... Um, like woo him? Yeah, you try to woo him as he's so focused on c cooking chicken. So he's like in like a... He's in like a, um, like a chef school type of thing? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's in a chef school. He's, he's trained to be a chef. And during the game, you can try to woo him. There's also a professor dog. There's a robot and some other students. Robots shouldn't be making the chicken push. We've just established <laughs> yeah. this. Yeah. Why did they let them in the game? They're stupid pieces of dumb metal without souls or mouths. So, I mean, was this like a full game? Like an actual, like, or was it pretty short? It was pretty short. It had like six different path, um, paths. So for like a dating sim, it's kind of short. Mm. It would take you probably like an hour and a half. That's longer than I was anticipating you saying. Really, like all all three of these are just market employees. It's, it's just to get people talking about Colonel Sanders and tried to get Colonel Sanders not just as a historical figure, but as a part of pop culture. As a meme? Yeah. Yeah, I can. I mean, I feel like they're kind of succeeding. Yeah. I mean, they made it on our podcast and it's like, you know in the top in the top like one million podcasts about gaming history so yeah all right well my first entry in the mascot uh gameathon is uh chester cheetah okay who uh who you who yeah. you might know as your <laughs> i'm pretty close with him yeah as your favorite snack mascot um so i was doing some chester cheetah research as i've been known to do uh late at night yeah and uh, it turns out there he was not the first cheetos mascot there was actually a Cheetos mouse who was literally just called Cheetos mouse mm -hmm. who debuted in 1971. And he would say things like Cheetos, the cheese that goes crunch, which apparently was the slogan for Cheetos, like up into the mid nineties, which I don't even remember as a child. And then he would also say hail cheeser, like hail Caesar. Oh, that's pretty bad. Yeah. It's not yeah. good. But in 1986, uh, Chester cheetah broke onto the scene and uh, most people know him. He's a cheetah. And he's kind of like, you know, got this smooth yeah. voice and sunglasses. And he uh, he's like the circuit guy, Joe Cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Joe Camel. Joe Camel. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if his name is Joe Camel or Joe Cool. But yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Kind of like that. He's kind of like uh, Joe Camel and the Pink Panther. Yeah. Had like a kid. <laughs> I guess I was watching some old commercials and I guess it used to be a thing where like it was kind of like the Trix Rabbit where mm. he wanted Cheetos, but he could never get them. And I don't really remember that because I remember. In 1997, they, like, revamped him to be, like, way cooler, and he was kind of just, like, giving out Cheetos, and they changed the name to Dangerously Cheesy, yep. which is now still what it is. But before that, he actually starred in two different video games, both for the Super Nintendo and for the Genesis, or the Mega Drive, if you're not from the States. 
<laughs> the first one was Chester Cheetah Too Cool to Fool, which was released in 1992. And I've actually mentioned it before because the people who made it, the the developer, uh, Kaneko, were the same ones that worked on that Bill Clinton cat game. Oh, yeah. Socks, Socks the Cat Rocks the Hill. Yeah. So basically, you're just Chester and you're trying to escape this zoo because your main antagonist, whose name is Mean Eugene, no idea where that guy came from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he locked you in the zoo and you're trying to get out. And I was looking through it and it's weird because Cheetos, like the actual food, are never mentioned throughout the entire game. Mm. They're not even like a collectible or anything. Well, he collects the, you know, when the paws, there was like these cheesy paws that came out. Yeah. That's his, that's his life force. Okay. But it's not like at the end of every level, he like busts open a bag of Cheetos or anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's not like up in your face, which is kind of weird because you'd think it, it might be. But the only other thing about that game that I thought was interesting was there's a sunglasses power up. Yeah. And I was watching someone play the game and they got the sunglasses power up and it just made the screen darker. Like you could barely (laughs) see what was going on on the screen. And I was like, wow, this is weirdly accurate to put it on sunglasses. And I I finally looked in the manual for the game and it said that it makes hidden power ups like appear. Uh... I'm like, but you've made everything else harder to see. And on the Genesis version, everything just kind of goes gray and Chester stays in color, which is a lot better. Yeah, Genesis doing what Nintendo. Yep. And there was a follow-up to that one, which was called Chester Cheetah Wild Wild Quest. <laughs> that came out in 1993. That was essentially the exact same game. You could get guitars and rock out. You could ride a motorcycle. And this time you were trying, you, was, you had escaped the zoo and you were trying to get to Hip City. Mm, yeah. Because you're so cool. Exactly. So, yeah, and the only other uh, really important Chester Cheetah information that you need to know is that Chester Cheetah made a cameo appearance in the Archie Comics Sonic the Hedgehog series. Oh, so he has um, universe continuity. Yeah, he's tied He's tied in. Like the next Sonic the Hedgehog movie, Chester Cheetah could show up mm-hmm. and should show up. After they go to um, Olive Garden. Yeah, you got to get all the tie-ins there. All right, so what's your uh, number two mascot? My number two is about the king, the Burger King. No way. Yeah. Man, we're, the king. we're tying the, that first question into all of these, and we yeah. actually didn't all, plan that. <laughs> all, all my favorite stuff is, is represented. <laughs> In video games. In video games. This is why you love video games so much. Exactly. So um, just a little bit of background. Burger King was started in Florida in 1953, which explains everything. <laughs> Florida King. <laughs> The King mascot was started actually two years after that, so in 1955. And the chain's original name was Insta Burger King. Oh. Then it was purchased in 1954, and it was renamed to Burger King. Hmm. So the original King started out in Miami, where he was sitting on a burger throne and holding a soft drink. (laughs) And then the next version was actually called the Magic Burger King. Have you ever heard of this before? No, I don't think so. Okay. The Magic Burger King is this amazing series of commercials where they feature the Burger King singing with like little kids doing magic tricks. And they even have like burgers that sing and, and, and sodas that fly and stuff like that. Is he animated or is he a real person? He's a real person. Oh, okay. I was picturing animated. And so every time he twists his ring, something happens, something magical happens because he's the Magic Burger King. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> In 2004, a Miami-based advertising firm named Crispin Porter and Bogoski took over the advertising for Burger King, and that's where they created the 
now iconic the king kind of the creepy face mask guy yeah the, the creepy king and the king was actually based on another version of the burger king which was called the kruger bing kruger bing kruger bing is from the 1970s why is he called wait what what does his name mean is it some other language it's just b and the k switched oh the kruger bing that's weird yeah they actually brought him back in like 2014 i think for like a, a very short time they represent him now as a um as a hand-drawn king hmm. with like a pop uh, sock puppet i'm gonna have to look into this yeah yeah i was, I was thinking like when i was looking into this i was like ben would be really into this because <laughs> <laughs> like that's we, good we, or bad <laughs> like we we've talked a lot about um mcdonald's in the past like we bonded over a grimace i don't know why <laughs> i don't know why we find that so interesting the weird history of mcdonald's so how did how did the the king make his way into the the video game scene they realized that the the creepy vibe of the king the 2004 version kind of led to like a viral marketing success so they started just like trying to like one-up themselves they had the king singing like i like square butts uh with a sir mix a lot which is like a parody for a spongebob ad <laughs> he kept on waking up people and just like giving them food right the first game that he was actually tied in was fight night round three by uh ea games oh wow he appeared as like a unlockable coach and then in october 2006 they announced three games for the xbox and xbox 360 which was um the pocket bike racer big bumpin <laughs> and sneak king I think Sneak King is the one that I remember the most. You might have to to, to fill me in on the other two. <laughs> yeah, Pocket Bike Racer is just like a mascot racer, kind of like in the vein of like Mario Kart, I believe. Hmm. And then Big Bumpin' was um bumper cars kind of game. Oh, okay. So all, all the games weren't that good. Yeah. Uh, sneak King is probably the most infamous because you'd have to try to sneak sneak around town and, and give people Burger King without them noticing. <laughs> My favorite hobby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All, all games were released for three ninety nine uh, US dollars. Wow, so cheap. With a value meal. Oh, I see. So you had to buy a value meal and then pay $4. And the games were actually developed by Blitz Games. In the end, they actually made about 5 million copies of these games. I thought you were going to say they made $5 million. <laughs> no. The games are very bad and got really bad reviews. But it's a nice little like novelty, you know, like connection. If I saw one for like a buck, I'd probably pick it up just because <laughs> I need that in my, in my collection. Yeah. Hey, listeners, we're putting this episode on pause for a moment to talk about supporting Memory Card via Patreon. If you're hearing this, you're probably not one of our patrons. How do we know? It's because all patrons enjoy ad-free episodes. Other perks include shoutouts, early access to episodes and bonus content, and even the chance to come on the show. If you enjoy Memory Card, we hope you consider pledging even a dollar or two or three or four. You know, just just even a little bit helps. For more information, head to patreon.com slash memcard. And now back to the show. Where'd I put that controller? All right. Is, this, is it time for my number two? Yep. Go ahead. Okay. We're moving from burgers to pizza. Oh. Everyone's favorite. So we're going to talk about Domino's Pizza and a specific mascot that they had that was called the Noid. Mm. The Noid is, he's almost, I mean, he's like a superhero kind of, he kind of looks like one. He's got like this skin tight outfit with like rabbit ears. He's like a claymation, kind of like elf looking guy. Mm -hmm. The Noid is 
a physical manifestation of all of the things that might get in the way of a pizza delivery person <laughs> getting to their to the delivery house on time. Mm-hmm. But this was like huge. Like people like loved this character, and he was just like supposed to be annoying and get in your way. You were supposed to avoid the Noid. That was the the tagline. Yeah. Yeah, so there's actually three different Noid video games, which is surprising. Mm. The first one was just a PC game that was released in 1989 that was called Avoid the Noid. And in that one, you played as a pizza delivery boy. You were going to deliver pizzas to all of these different like locations in this. It's called Doom Industries. Yeah. Every different floor would have different like Noids that you had to avoid, and you could like set traps to get rid of them and stuff. I don't think it uh, was the best game in the world, but... That's the first time the Noid showed up in the video game realm. The second Noid video game was called Yo Noid. <laughs> and you might know that one a little better because it was for the NES and it was actually made by Capcom, which is surprising. And the only reason it was made by Capcom, and I had no idea going into this, was that it was a reskin of another Capcom game that came out in Japan. Ah. Just like Doki Doki Panic and yeah. Mario Brothers 2, yeah. Yeah, and it, we knew all about that from the last episode. Exactly. So the game, which I'm going to, you know, mispronounce, it's Kamen no Ninja Hanamaru, Masked Ninja Hanamaru. Okay. And so it was about a ninja. He's in, like, ancient Japanese times. He fights off people with a hawk. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really line up with Domino's, you know, branding scheme very well. <laughs> but basically, they just went in and they changed the character to be the noid the hawk was replaced by a yo-yo because you know those things are very similar when you're fighting yeah the funny thing was they really didn't like change the background much if you look at the game he's on these like bamboo boardwalks and stuff and he's being attacked by all these enemies that are very japanese in nature and he's collecting scrolls because that's what you do when you're going to deliver pizza or stop people from delivering pizza yeah yeah i always get my magical uh, scrolls before i put an order that's the only way i know what's you know on sale at the pizza place is yeah. you find the magic scrolls and uh, i guess at the uh at the end of some levels on the hanamaru game you had to use this card based system to battle the bosses and yonoid kind of did the same thing but they changed it to being a pizza eating contest mm. and in the back of the the manual for yonoid there was a one dollar domino's pizza coupon nice a sequel called Yonoid 2 was actually made. It's called Yonoid 2 Enter the Void. Mm. It was just made by a fan mm -hmm. uh, during this like game jam type thing in 2017. And people loved like the ridiculousness of it so much that they released a game of the year edition <laughs> version of it in 2018, which just had like extra modes and 90s style filters. It was actually official or did they get like endorsement? No, no. Okay. No, they did not. And I'm surprised Domino's let them do it, but I guess the Noid was not like that big of a thing. Yeah. And you know, I never got to mention this before, but uh, Chester Cheetah was going to get a Saturday morning cartoon there for a while, mm -hmm. but they had to nix it because the parents like union or whatever was like, eh, this is a little too much <laughs> branding in our show. Like we'll accept the, the, the toys. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Transformers is yeah. fine. We're cool with that. G.I. Joe all the way, yep. but not, not Chester Cheetah. But I only say that because the Noid was also supposed to have his own show as a cartoon, but it also got canceled. Mm. And those happened within like maybe like two years of each other. So I guess people were able to avoid the Noid. Yeah, they were. <laughs> they were able to avoid the Noid's cartoon show. He also showed up in the Michael Jackson movie called Moonwalker, 
mm. where all these fans are chasing Michael Jackson around because they want his autograph, and the Noid just randomly shows up in that group of people <laughs> because because <laughs> he loves Michael Jackson's music as well. Yeah. And the only other story that I need to tell you about the Noid, and it's kind of like an urban legend at this point, but it really happened. And it was that during the Noid campaign in the late 80s, there was this guy whose name was Kenneth Noid. Mm-hmm. And he, like, had mental illness. Uh, and he thought that the Noid commercials were, like, an attack on him. Yep. So he took a gun into a Domino's and held the people there hostage for, like, hours and hours. Mm-hmm. The police had to come and they had to, like, talk to him on the thing and say, like, what are your demands? And he said he wanted $100,000 and he wanted a limo to get away in because, you know, very inconspicuous way to travel. Yeah. But eventually he got so hungry that he made them cook him some pizzas. <laughs> yeah, bake him some pizzas. Yeah. And uh, while he was eating the pizzas, they escaped out the back and the police were able to, you know, like, take him away. A lot of people think that that's why they stopped using the Noid in their advertising. But this actually happened before mm. the game came out. So not true, but still a very interesting story. You know, it's sad that someone uh, had that delusion, but it is extremely strange that he just so happened to have the same last name. Yeah. As this annoying red character. So what's the, the mascot now? For Domino's? That's a good question. I mean, it's not even Domino's Pizza anymore. It's just called Domino's. Yeah. Would it just be the Domino? Like the Yeah, the like logo the itself? logo itself. Yeah, I don't think they have an official. Yeah. I think they brought back the Noid in like the late 2000s maybe just as like a, a promotional thing there was some kind of contest like how much do you love dominoes that happened in the last couple of years yeah and the person who won it had the noid tattooed on their body like that's how they proved that they were like the ultimate dominoes fan <laughs> so that's yo noid and the sequel a very interesting tie-in that uh, apparently wasn't good enough to be a cartoon show but we got three games yeah well, my next topic is actually very similar to the Noid because he also is a canceled mascot. And I'm talking about Cool Spot. Oh. Yeah, you're you're going to have to go into the detail for some people on this one. <laughs> yeah. So, Cool Spot was a mascot character for 7-Up, which is a drink by um, Pepsi. Cool Spot, he comes from the red dot in the middle of the 7-Up uh, logo. That makes sense. It was like a red dot with arms and legs. And sunglasses, don't forget. And sunglasses, yeah. So they basically took, like, the one thing that could be a potential mascot. Yeah. They're like, oh, we don't (laughs) want the seven or the up to be a mascot. What about the dot in the middle? (laughs) (laughs) We'll just make them cool. (laughs) Genius, Gary. You've done it again. Yeah, pretty generic. Yeah. (laughs) general. (laughs) In Europe, the mascot for 7-Up was always, uh, I think his name is pronounced Fido Dido. Oh, Fido Dido. Yeah, I know you're talking about. Yeah, so it's a boy with uh, squiggly hair. And that's been popular since the 1980s. And then so in 1993, there's a, a platformer published by Virgin Games for the um, Genesis and Super Nintendo. It was later uh, ported to the Master System, Game Gear, Game Boy, Amiga, and the DOS. Wow. It's everywhere. And it's probably the, one of the more popular mascot platformer games. So in, in the game, the players control Cool Spot. They can collect letters to spell Uncola, which was the seven up slogan at the time <laughs> and they just basically go through the level win and try to complete the game hmm. so it's just your normal like hop and bop yeah but it's it's apparently a really good platformer like it's it's really highly rated and well beloved oh but in europe because they didn't have cool spot the game was actually just replaced with uh generic soda bottles so there was no tie-in to seven up yeah in europe 
Really? That's strange. Yeah. You'd think they'd just be like, hey, drink 7-Up. Here's a cool character you've never seen before. They d- I guess they didn't want to confuse people who the mascot really was. Yeah, exactly. They, they didn't want to confuse people on with um, Pido Taito and, and Cool Spot. Makes sense. Cool Spot would see two sequels. Oh, sorry, three sequels. Spot, the cool adventure. Spot, the video game. And Spot Goes to Hollywood, which would be his last game. Spot Goes to Hollywood was like a pseudo 3D platformer, and it was even released on the PlayStation and Sega Saturn. Yeah, I don't think I knew of any beyond the original one for like the Super Nintendo, or was it for the NES? For the Super Nintendo. That's the one I remember. The um, Spot Goes to Hollywood was uh, released in 1997. Hmm. Like the whole story is that he gets like trapped in like a movie projector, and uh, he has to like go through various movies. Like there's like a pirate theme. Oh man, I think I think the game Beautiful Joe ripped this off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that everything on Cool Spot that I need to know? That is everything you need to know on Cool Spot. There's a great tie-in between Cool Spot and my next mascot because Seven Up's owned by Pepsi, right? Yeah. And Pepsi owns Pepsi Man. Oh. Everybody's favorite superhero. And, you know, I mean, Pepsi's been around forever. It's been around since 1893, like a hundred years plus. And I could go into such great detail on that history, but there's only one fact that you need to know about Pepsi history that just makes me giggle every single time it comes up. And that is that the first name for Pepsi was Brad's Drink. (laughs) Just the (laughs) stupidest name I've ever heard because it was created in 1893 by Caleb Bradham. And I guess it's better than Ham Drink. Because, you know, his name's Brad Ham. Yeah, 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 you don't want to drink ham. But it's such a weird name. <laughs> hey, what are you drinking? Brad's drink. <laughs> Why? You're not Brad. That's the important thing you should know about Pepsi. I, I constantly call it Brad's drink. My wife is around. We think that's really funny because we're stupid. So Pepsi Man was an official Pepsi mascot uh, only in Japan for the Pepsi Japan corporate branch. Mm-hmm. He was created in like the mid-90s. I couldn't really find an official time that he debuted. But um, he had these different outfits. He, he's kind of like wearing like a morph suit goes over his face. You can't see any of his facial features. And he has different outfits based on the different kinds of Pepsi that he is trying to represent. Mm. But basically, they thought, hey, we've got this great, you know, superhero like character. We should put him in some video games. And in 1996, Sega AM2 released the Sega Saturn version of its arcade fighting game, which was called Fighting Vipers. Mm-hmm. Pepsi Man was included as a special character in that fighting game oh. with his uh, specialty being listed as the ability to quench thirst. Of course. Yeah, always always good. He only appeared in the Sega Saturn version. All the other versions of Fighting Vipers did not want <laughs> Pepsi Man in the uh, within their walls. So, and then in 1999 there was a developer named Kid KID in Japan and they made a game that was just called Pepsi Man. Mm. If you think of a game that everybody probably knows, there was a mobile game called Temple Run, where their character just runs, and you kind of like swipe left and right yeah. or up to make them jump and avoid obstacles. It's very much that. It's very much the original Temple Run. Yeah. You run, you collect Pepsi bottles, you try and like jump over garbage cans and weird obstacles, and then eventually at the end, you get to the person who you give the Pepsi to, and they're like in the desert, and they're dying, or they're like, you know, on top of a building, and they've been locked out, and they're so thirsty. <laughs> They're about to die. I guess there's some stages where you get chased by a giant Pepsi can. Oh, it's like uh, Indiana Jones? 
Yeah, it's like or like Crash Bandicoot. You know those levels where like there's like a thing behind you chasing you. Yep. And there's also some levels where Pepsi Man's head becomes stuck inside of a steel drum. <laughs> I think we've all had that day. Oh yeah. And it inverts the controls, which makes things a little bit harder. If you've ever seen, because sometimes Pepsi Man shows up on like games done quick. You know, people like to speed run it because it's such a weird game. Mm-hmm. But they had such a low budget for the game, they didn't have the funds to make like 3d renders for cutscenes. so instead they did this live action thing where they just filmed this yeah. uh you know chubby american guy like chugging pepsi <laughs> pointing at the screen and like cheering pepsi man on it's it's extremely strange the whole game is in english despite the fact that it never came to anywhere outside of japan but yeah that's uh that's pepsi man according to the the producers of the game it did not sell well uh i, I can imagine so that's it. There's some fun mascot food games out there, you know, digging around for information on these. I found like even more games that had weird tie-ins to different products. So this might this might be a part one. Yeah, I was gonna say we didn't talk about um, McDonald's. No, we didn't talk about McDonald's. I found this game called the Coca-Cola Kid mm. that at some point needs to be brought to the public's attention. <laughs> the world must know. The world must know. That's all for now. Thanks for listening. Our intro and outro music was crafted by the talented chiptune composer Jamatar. You can find more of his banging beats by searching Jamatar, that's J-A-M-A-T-A-R, on Spotify or visiting Jamatar.com. If you have any feedback on the podcast or would like to recommend a topic, feel free to reach out to us via Twitter, at MemCardShow, or on our website, MemoryCardShow.com. If you'd like to follow Ben and I, we can be found at SuperBenTendo, and Push Dustin, respectively. Have you considered supporting Memory Card on Patreon? If not, we hope you will. Currently, we're supported by quite a few awesome people, including Jackson Bertoli, Taylor Bias, Cody Sam, Michael Strickland, Tyler Davis, Courtney Cotton, Harrison, Brandon Donaldson, and I'm going to pronounce this last one wrong, Trond Remnis. All of our Patreon information can be found on the support section of our website or on patreon.com memcard. We'll be back soon with some more gaming history goodness, so be sure to subscribe and leave a review if you enjoy the show. We'll see you soon. Oh my god, Push. The Noid. He just broke into my house. (laughs) Your pizza isn't safe! Run!